everyone tonight, and we have guests with us tonight. We're so thankful to have you in service tonight. We welcome you as a part of this service. Those of you that may be joining us online, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight as well. Pray that you're touched wherever you are. John chapter 17. Again, reading with verse number 9, John chapter 17. This is, this is the last days, if you will, of Jesus' time on the earth and leading up to his crucifixion. So this, this is kind of a part of some of the things leading up to that and and I, I said this, uh, I think it was last Sunday morning, but um, not trying to be a, offensive to anyone, but uh, the, the Lord's prayer is, is not our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That was the pattern that the Lord gave to us, the pattern. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, after this manner, after this manner, after this pattern, pray. And if you've never if you've never had that explained to you, it's it's a wonderful thing to understand to help guide you, especially if you're newly growing in your 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 prayer and your walk with God. But but there are two things that to me were the Lord's prayer. And one of those was that laborers would be sent to the harvest. That was the Lord's prayer. He wanted laborers. And and then also he prayed for unity amongst amongst the body. And so this is this is kind of connected to some of that. So John 17 and verse number 9. Jesus speaking says, "For I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine." And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled and now come I to thee and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves I have given them thy word and the word hath and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 15 again, I pray not that thou wouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil preached to you tonight for a little bit on this subject, in but not of, in 
but not of. God, thank you for the privilege of being in your presence again tonight. Thank you for your spirit that has once again responded to our worship and moved in this sanctuary and ministered to hearts and lives already in this place. I thank you so much, God, that when we offer our worship to you, you readily respond to us with the working and the moving of your spirit. God, I pray again that you would continue to work in this service through the ministry of your word. Lord, that you would give us ears to hear tonight what it is you would desire to say. Speak to us. Give us hearts that are open to receive, Lord. Father, I trust you tonight for your anointing. I depend upon you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I have, I have referenced these verses many times. I have referenced the prayer that Jesus said. I, that he says, I have not... I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm not asking you to remove them from the world. He says, I'm asking you to keep them in the world. While I have referenced these verses many times in the course of preaching, I don't know that I've ever really focused on preaching from these verses as the focus, but it is what I have felt led to do here this evening. Really, it kind of connects with the theme of salt and light that preached about some last year, in essence have talked about some the last couple of Thursday nights, that we are called to be salt and light. And to be salt and light, that requires being in proximity especially salt. As long as salt remains in its container, it, it has all kinds of potential. As long as salt is in the container, it, it has the ability to affect things. It has the potential to affect things. But as long as it's in the container, it's not doing what it has the potential to do. It's got to come in contact. It's got to come in contact with something. It's got to, it's got to, it's got to be in close proximity to it. And I think that's part of the context of Jesus' prayer. He said, you're to be salt and light. Now he says, I, if you're going to be salt and light, I'm not praying for you to take them out of the world. I'm, I'm not praying for you to remove them from the world, but, but I'm going to ask you to keep them in the world, not, not leave them in the world. It's not, he's not saying I'm asking you to leave them there. What he's saying is I'm asking you to preserve them. If you haven't noticed, we, the, 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 the church is under attack. If you haven't noticed, the principles and the truth of the Word of God is under attack. The only way you don't know that is you've got your head stuck in the sand somewhere. And the only way you're not bothered by that is you've got your head stuck in the sand somewhere. If there's not some degree of a godly anger rising up inside of you that says, you know what, I'm not willing to just sit back and be 
passive with what's going on in this world and I'm not willing to just be a, a bystander. I'm not talking about getting a sign and going downtown and walking around protesting. I'm not talking about making some scene out in public, but I'm talking about something rising up inside of you that says, you know what, we will not bow. Just like the three Hebrew children said, I don't care what you threaten us with. I don't care what the possibilities are. We will not bow. Our God can deliver us. But even if he chooses not to deliver us, I know who I believe in. I know what he has the ability to do. So don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about inspiring you to go out and start protesting this and protesting that. That's, that's not what this is about. Something's got to rise up. I, I, had a, I had an experience just recently. It was kind of a weird experience. It was kind of on the heels of something else. And I'm, this is Sunday night and we're live streaming. We're not on Zoom anymore. So Back to being more cautious. Not ashamed, not embarrassed. I'll say what I feel like the Lord wants me to say. But I'm willing to get in trouble for what I think the Lord wants me to say. I'm not interested in getting in trouble just for what I want to say. But I, I think it was it was it was kind of on the heels of something else that that affected this. But 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 uh, I I I I made a reference. I made a gender reference to a group of people, and I had this weird feeling come over me after I made that reference. That oh, you better be careful. It, it was it, in this particular situation. It was it was a group of girls, and I made reference to, to girls, and there was like something instant hit me like you, you can't you can't say that you can't say girls and boys anymore. Father, I'm not asking you to take them out of all the chaos. I'm not asking you to deliver them from all the confusion that's going on, but I am asking you to preserve them in it. I'm asking you to let them to remain in the world but not be inf- not be affected by the world. Let let them remain in the world but don't let what they think and believe and stand for be determined by the world. Let it continue to be determined by the word. You know, I, I've done this and I'm not the only one and there's probably people here tonight that if you're willing to be honest, you do it. We somehow, I think, live with this chip on our shoulders that we have got it so challenging today as Christians. That all of the stuff that we are facing today, we've got it so difficult. Have you ever read your Bible? Have you ever read some of the things that were going on in some of the places that the apostles ministered? Some of the places they went to spread the gospel? That the same things that are going on in our world today were going on then. In fact, it seems to me they were accepted and embraced even more then than they, than they are now. We're, we're, we're not in some, you know pitiful condition that what we're dealing with, that, that the apostles dealt with it. The early church had to stand up against it. 
They had to face similar immoralities that we're facing today. It wasn't any easier on them. Uh, Somebody said it recently. It may have been the missionary we had a couple of weeks ago. or, Or actually, I think it was Brother Wells at our leadership summit. The early church, every time they went and gathered together, they did it knowing I may lose my life. How many of you, you don't, I'm not looking for outward responses. You answer this between you and Jesus right now. How many of you would be here tonight if you knew there was a likelihood by coming you'd die? And, and and some people want to, you know, we're, we're, we're all pitiful and sad because the Super Bowl kicked off 30 minutes ago and we're at church. They literally had the risk of losing their lives for gathering together. And they did it anyway. Not only did they do it, they didn't just survive, but read throughout the book of Acts where there was multitudes that were added to the church on a regular basis. I'm telling you folks, I hope you're, I hope you're sensing it, but there's something stirring in this world. There's something stirring in this world. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of it. I don't want to be a spectator that I've become not just in the world, but I've become of the world. I want to be in the world, but not of the world, because I believe there is going to be a mighty move of the Holy Ghost that is going to sweep across This entire world, there's nothing that's going to be able to stop it. It never has before, and it never will. And as I've communicated the last couple of Thursday nights, that's not going to all happen in our box. Anybody seen on social media, or I don't know how much it's in the news per se, but anybody seen any of this stuff on social media that's going on? It's it's at uh, Asbury University, I think it's called in Kentucky. That I don't know if I think it was a I think it was a regular chapel session on Wednesday, I think, but it's it turned into a prayer meeting that has not stopped since Wednesday. There's now people I've seen people people I don't know, but other people reposting. There's people. People from, from different places that aren't in that school that are traveling there just to see what's going on. There is There are people in this world that are not satisfied with religion and just going through the motions. There's people that's not satisfied with church becoming a place of entertainment with our fancy lights and our programs. There's a world out there that says, I know there's something more. i got something down inside. I may not understand. I may not know what it's all about, but I believe there's something else. God forbid that we come this far and this close to the end. We start watering down and compromising who we are and what we are and what we believe. Oh, God, let us be able to say like the Apostle Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I, I I really shouldn't. I don't. I probably shouldn't say this. It's it's. I've learned a couple of times in the last couple of weeks through a couple of different situations. There's sometimes you say things that you really don't intend them to be be as big of a deal as somebody takes them. So so forgive me if this is petty or trivial to you. 
But, but one thing, and this is just the, kind of the way I work, my mind works with some stuff. As I've seen a couple of pictures and I've also seen a couple of videos that people have posted from their cell phone, what I've noticed, it's kind of interesting. The place, the chapel where they're meeting, it's not dark. It's not a light show. There's not all kind of fancy graphics moving all over screens up in front of everybody. None of that. The stuff I've seen at times is just somebody up on the platform with a guitar leading some songs. And there's just a genuine move of the Holy Ghost. May not be in the box that we're used to. May not fit through our our perceptions, our perspective, but who's who died and made us the Savior? Last time I checked, Jesus was still on the throne. He didn't let you and I sit there in His place. And I'm not going to sit and question and critique what He does and how He does it. Because I want to see Him do what only He can do. And I don't want to just see Him do it. I want to be a part of Him doing it. We think we've got it so challenging and difficult. But listen, listen, let me give you just one example. There's plenty of others. But let me give you just one example. Genesis chapter 6, verse number 1. See, see, if this, see, if, see if you think we're, the day we're living in is any worse than this. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. Now watch this, watch this. And God saw. I, I got a question, I got a question. How wicked can things really be when you don't have electricity and you don't have modern technology and you... just goes to show you there's nothing new under the sun. Mankind was and is mankind. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Every imagination that man had was evil. I don't think the day we're living in is any worse than that. I might argue that it's similar to that, but I don't think it's worse. That was the condition of the world. What does the scripture say? It repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. 
And while, the, while every imagination of the thoughts of the hearts of man was only evil continually, in the midst of that, the Bible says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know what that is to me? That's somebody that in the midst of the world and what was going on in the world, there was somebody even before the Holy Ghost was poured out. There was somebody that knew how to be in the world and not of the world. I've come to challenge you tonight. All of the chaos and turmoil can be going on in society around us. All of the confusion over all these ideas and concepts can be going on, but that doesn't mean you and I have to be of it. We can be in it all, but not of it. We can beat to a different drum, as they say. Hebrews 11, talking about Noah, says this, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet. Do you realize the advantage that we have, but also the thing that could potentially work against us? This right here. You and I have this. You and I have multiple stories in this book to learn from, to strengthen our faith, to give us examples of what God can do. Noah, being warned of God, of things not yet seen. And if I could say it this way, of things not yet written. Without any prior examples, he moved with fear, reverence, respect, and prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. I wish somehow, and please hear me in the context of what I'm about to say, I don't mean what I'm about to say as far as being judgmental or prideful or arrogant or anything else. I mean this with a sincere, right motive. But I sure wish somehow we would get past this thing of the world condemning us. Meaning the world causing us to doubt and question. Why in the world are so-called believers now questioning gender and gender distinction? He was, he condemned, Noah condemned the world by his actions. We don't do what we do to condemn the world. Our motivation for how we live and what we do is not to condemn. That's not our job. That's not our, that's not our responsibility. But when you and I do what we do by faith in the Word of God, out of reverence and the fear of God for the right motives and reasons, the world may call us crazy. They may look at us like we've lost our minds. But just as the same way Noah's actions condemn the world, so it is with us today. 
by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. The Living Bible says it this way, Noah was another who trusted God. When he heard God's warning about the future, Noah believed him, even though there were no signal, there were no, there were then no sign of a flood. And wasting no time, he built the ark and saved his family. Noah's belief in God was in direct contrast to the sin and disbelief of the rest of the world, which refused to obey. And because of his faith, he became one of those whom God accepted. Amplified Bible says it like this, prompted by faith. Noah being forewarned by God concerning events which as yet there was no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith which relied on God, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness that the relation of being right of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. And then lastly, the message Bible says it like this, by faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry dry land. I will build a boat in the place where they say it never rains. Your love never fails. I'll build a boat and let it rain. Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. How crazy is that? Nowadays, you can build a ship in the middle of dry land, and we got tractor trailers and cranes and all that stuff, and we got cars that could go down the road saying, wide load coming, and we can transport it to where the water is. But Noah did not have the ability to take that ark that was as big as it was in dry land and somehow get it to the water. But Noah said, you know what God said? It doesn't make sense. It's never happened before. It's never Nobody's ever seen this before. But if this is what God says, this is what I'm going to do. Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. His actions condemn the world. The world wants us to let their actions and, and, and their rejection of God cause us to give up our faith in God. But it's the opposite that is happening. I, I, I mentioned it. I put some pictures on Realm a week and a half ago. Went to a, went to a prayer gathering at the Bible Museum and, and uh, was put on by a couple of different groups, a couple of organizations and and uh, there was a variety of people from a lot of different kinds of, of, of religious backgrounds. And, and basically, uh, they, they went throughout and different individuals would get up and pray for a few moments. And, and it was basically all prayers of repentance and, and, and different categories, different areas they would focus on for a little while of repenting over. And at one point, part of the focus was repentance for the church. And I sat there and listened as different individuals, many of which I've never even heard of, never heard of the 
organizations, the nonprofits that are part of, but as people stood up there and they and they said some things along the lines of God forgive us for for the church and and letting down on being different from the world. Forgive us for not letting the world see a difference in us and them and forgive us. I, I forget exactly how it went. I put it on realm is still on there, but 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 a congressman stood up there and, and in his prayer he, he said or I think it was his prayer or some remarks he made, he says he says we we've we've built we've built great buildings but we haven't built great churches. And he says he said forgive us for 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 calling entertainment worship. And we want the enemy to sit on our shoulders and say, well, you know, you apostolics, y'all just need to change. You need to, you need, no, we, we need to change our attitude. I do, I do know that. But we don't need to change what we believe. We, we don't need to change what we stand for because there are people that are hungry, that there's got to be something more. There, there's people that are not satisfied with going to a light show on Sunday morning and being entertained. There are people that are hungry to know that there is a God who is the same today as he has always been and I believe God is looking for some people who can be in the world but not of the world Paul says this in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 1 finally brethren pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who, will, who shall establish you and keep you from the evil. Some translations say from the evil one. The King James says from evil. Some translations say he'll keep you from the evil one. I've come to tell you tonight, if you will make up your mind all over again, I may be in this world. I may live in this world. I may work in this world. I may conduct business in this world. I may associate with this world, but I'm not of this world. I've come to tell you tonight, God has the power power and the ability to keep you in the world and you not be of the world and can I tell you one way that's going to happen we sang about it at the beginning of this evening give me a love for truth give me a love for truth not a love for religion not a love for a church not a love for an organization but give me a love for the truth So that winds of when when winds of doctrines blow, truth. I got the truth. The Bible says there are those that will believe a lie. There'll be a strong delusion sent their way, and they'll believe a lie. And the reason they'll believe that lie is that because they did not have a love for the truth. The truth. The truth. The unchanging truth of the Word of God. 
The Word of God that it doesn't matter what society says. It doesn't matter what laws get passed. It doesn't matter what Washington, D.C. says. There's something inside of us that says, I'm standing on the Word of God. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. When everything is finished shaking around me, if I'll just keep my feet planted on the rock, on the rock of ages, I've got a foundation that no matter how strong the wind blows, I'm going to remain standing because there is something that is keeping me. Got to make up our minds. I'm going to be in. I'm going to stay in it. I'm going to keep interacting in it. I'm going to keep connecting with people in it. But I'm not going to be of it. Not going to blend. God, you know, I, I know the military has undercover people and police work has undercover people. I'm going to tell you tonight, God does not have undercover Christians. God doesn't do an undercover Christian Christian thing. You're not supposed to go hide and be like them to try to help them. That was one of, one of the things that was said at that prayer meeting a couple of weeks ago. The, the world is, is getting discouraged by people that are supposed to be Christians, but do all the same things they do, act the same, they, the same way they act. We're in it, but we're not of it. We're going to be in it. And it's not going to get easier. But we're not of it. We've got something on the inside that if we will make up our minds, it's what we need to be able to stand, to be able to withstand. My faith, my beliefs are not going to be determined by the world. I'll go a step further. My faith and my beliefs are not going to be determined by other Christians. Whatever the label is, whatever the brand is, this is, this is where my allegiance is. I, I'm a United Pentecostal Church International ordained minister, but my allegiance is not to an organization. My allegiance is to the Word of God. And if as long as they believe what the Word says, I'll be a part. But I'm not going to sacrifice what the Word says to be able to fit in with others because that's not the answer. Compromising, giving up on truth is not the answer. I forget who I had the conversation with just a few days ago. I was talking to someone about the fact that the church, and I mean that very broadly, but the church is bought into this lie. If we will, if we will just let down on what we believe, what we teach, what we preach, that we will just draw the world in. Hasn't happened. People have tried it and it hasn't happened. Because people are looking for something genuine and real. They want something that's going to make a difference. And yeah, there are those that are going to choose their flesh above the Word of God and what the Word of God says. But that, that doesn't mean that everybody's that way. Our people have a hunger and desire. And the only way we're going to make a difference is... We're in it, but we're not of it. I want you to stand.
want the worship team to come back. And I'm, y'all probably already got another song, but y'all to come back, and I want you to do the one we started with again. This time, as the worship team sings that song again, they're in this place tonight, and your desire is, I'm in this world. Until I die or the rapture takes place, I'm going to be in this world. But while I'm in it, I just don't want to be of it. I want to be able to be in it. I want to be able to shine a light in it. I want to be able to be salt in it, but I don't want to be of it. So as they begin to sing again, what we started this service with, if that's your desire tonight, I want to invite you just to step out of your seat and just come and if you really want to kneel, you can do that. But I'm just asking if you would just come and stand and just as a demonstration of presenting yourself to the Lord. Lord, you, you prayed when you were on this earth that while we may be in this world, we, we don't have to be of it. That's what I want, Lord. I acknowledge, I confess that one of the ways that that's going to happen is I've got to love the truth of your word. Hear me, please. Hear me, please. This song, the word truth, is not, that's not about apostolic, limiting it to apostolic doctrine. Truth is, truth is bigger than a label. Truth is not about a label. Truth is about the word of God. So can you make it your prayer tonight? Can you you make it a fresh commitment tonight? Lord, with all that's going on in the world, I want to love truth. I want to embrace truth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if the devil's been attacking your mind and you've been wavering in some of your beliefs, some of your confidence in the Word, let the Holy Ghost solidify that right now. Let the Spirit of the Lord reinforce that right now. Come on, young people. Come on, young people. Make this your prayer tonight. You face it in school every day. You're bombarded on every side. But God can keep you. God can keep you. Because you are the truth. So I promise, Lord, I'll never walk away. I'll never walk away. In Jesus' name. I have made my heart to see. Made up my mind, Lord. I've made up my mind, Lord. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is doing something in this place right now. Come on, the Lord is doing something deep in this place right now. Give me 